Ready, set, podcast. That's my catchphrase exclusively. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trademarked. You'll be hearing from Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nice to have a friend that can just write legal documents about whatever petty swabble you're in. Hell yeah. All right, let's get into it. Um, as you guys know, I don't know how to start the podcast yet, so it'll either be, once again, Ready, Set, Podcast, or something along the lines of Welcome to Late to the Movies. My name is Ben Holt. This is a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. Each week, we'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hadn't seen before and really should have by now. This week, continuing our whole month on James Cameron. That's right. It's Big Jim Winter. Uh, it's Aliens. Big Jim. The 1986, right? 86 follow-up to Ridley Scott's Alien, which we did over a year ago with a couple of us here, Scott's Tots it's, and uh, it's Robbie and Will. Hey, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Yourself? Pretty good. Hola. Hola. <laughs> and then Noah's also along for the ride this time. Hey. It's uh, just like between Alien and Aliens, they add a bunch of Colonial Marines. Noah is our Colonial Marine that's being added for this episode. Vasquez in particular. R.I.P. <laughs> Ooh, spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And I mean, if you if you clicked on this episode, hopefully you've watched that movie that's almost 40 years old. Um, if is, not, it, is it okay to spoil it? Is that yeah, within the... Okay. As always. <laughs> it's, it's always fine. But but as as you know, you can't swear on this episode, on this podcast. So <laughs> canceled. Oh no, you're super canceled. Um I uh yeah, I, I love this movie a lot, so I want to talk about it. I'm excited to talk about it. But first, we have to do our homework and talk about uh, anything good any of us have seen recently. I know for a fact that Noah's been to the movies at least once in the last few weeks. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the only movie I've seen besides cool. Aliens recently. Yeah, went to see Infinity Pool. Yeah, yeah, with Ben, and it was a uh, it was an experience. Yeah, yeah, I had fun. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was it was good. If you like Barbarian you're going to like infinity. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. So some similar themes. Yeah. One in particular. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's what, what horror movie makers are just obsessed with now is that one thing apparently. Yeah. Should I mention it or let the people find out? No, no. Yeah. Well, if you see the movie, you'll, you'll, you'll understand. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know if I've actually watched anything noteworthy. I mean, I've watched the Banshees of finish here and, um, Pretty noteworthy. Uh, yeah, but we're probably going to talk about that on the Oscar episode. Yeah, so we are. Go <laughs> we're too, we definitely are. The too far into that. Um, I've just been watching uh, New Girl again. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I haven't watched a whole lot lately. I feel like I've just been watching whatever run on TV shows. Just in the background is noise. That's fine. You watched Aliens at least. So that's, yeah, that's all that's that. required. I finished it up last night. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, I, I finished it this morning, so it's all fine. Same. Um, yeah, same actually. <laughs> I was just so tired because I recorded the True Lies episode after whatever that you, you guys won't hear that till next week. But still, um, yeah, I've been watching some stuff. It's been good, but I think I already covered it on the True Lies episodes. And so I'll mention you guys know this this movie that Warren Beatty made in 1990, Dick Tracy. An adaptation of the Dick Tracy comic from like the 40s and 30s. I've never seen it. I just have very clear memories of it showing up on TV all the time and my 11-year-old self chuckling every single time. It looks weird, but in 1990, um, I guess now basically retired, but former huge A-list leading man Warren Beatty made an adaptation of Dick Tracy. He turned it into like a musical comedy. Um, people were uh, confused. Um 
but I think it did pretty well. But he's essentially retired now, except for every 12 years or so, he has to make something with Dick Tracy or he loses the rights to it. So um, as we're recording this last night, he released another Dick Tracy special (laughs) called Dick Tracy Zooms In. And this is going to shock you, but it's him in costume over Zoom. And it aired on the Turner Classic Movies channel last night with uh, basically no warning. (laughs) Um, Some bloggers just noticed that there was like an entry on the upcoming Turner, on the upcoming TCM calendar for this thing. They asked like, is this a new Dick Tracy special? So Warren Beatty doesn't lose the rights. And it is. Um, So it's him in person being interviewed by Ben Mankiewicz and Leonard Maltin to uh, movie historian and critics. Um, in he's in character criticizing the Warren Beatty movie. And that's what this special is about. Fantastic. And then Warren Beatty also appears as himself. Um, but he gets to keep the rights. <laughs> I think only for a few more years before it's in public domain, but just in case he accidentally makes a movie between then and now he gets to keep the rights, I guess. Uh, the next movie is going to be about Dick Tracy keeping the rights to Dick Tracy. <laughs> it gets super like meta. <laughs> yeah, but well, hey, if you're a big Dick Tracy fan, you know, that's that's a new one for you. There also just came out yesterday or the day before uh, for Valentine's Day is the Harley Quinn special on HBO Max. That is a special yeah, yeah, it's in between seasons of the animated Harley Quinn show. That's really good, um, and that's also out now. I thought it was really good. It's good, funny. Oh, I've been watching The Last of Us. Oh yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. Same actually. I feel like everybody here has been watching. That. Oh no, I've been. I'm waiting for it to fully come out. Oh, okay. I want to binge watch it. Netflix has ruined you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's. I mean, there's five episodes out, so you could do like the first half. It's only what ten episode seasons. Nine, nine. So yeah, more than half. I Why guess. nine? Couldn't have given us 10? No. Uh, nine. 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 Uh, get uh, up. What do you guys... <laughs> oh, wait. You're driving my ride. <laughs> I mean, that's the that's the big thing that's happening right now in, you know, uh, visual media, I guess. I was going to say movies, but it's on TV. Mm. Um, what have you guys thought of The Last of Us so far? I've I've loved it. I, as a person up um, that hasn't played the game, too, so everything's... Most of the things are a surprise to me. I know the very ending, unfortunately, but... Mm. Um, the rest of it I've enjoyed. Yeah, it's been really good. It's been very true to the game. It's, uh, but where it's deviated, I think they've made great decisions. They haven't taken any like major, you know, yeah, deviations. This last episode a little bit, but that's fine. I didn't watch the one that came out yesterday yet. Not that one. But sorry. The, the one for the previous. Yeah. 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 I'm definitely excited to see the comparisons between the two. Mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal's good. Is he's getting typecast as a guy that's got a little buddy. So that's I really like that interesting. Uh, honestly, he can just do whatever he wants. He's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I agree. He's, he's wonderful in this. It's nice. He's not wearing a helmet the whole time. Mm. Let's see his face. All right. Do we want to switch gears into, um, oh, and just, I mean, just so you guys know the new M night Shyamalan movie is really good. I liked it a lot. Knock at the cabin. Fun times. Um, but I talk about that more in the other episode we recorded. So I'm not going to big Jim winter time to talk about aliens. Um, does he call himself that? Um, uh, Big Jim, I don't think he does. Just close friends. <laughs> he says he has um, uh, an affinity for wearing a specific hat, especially early in production on his movies, that says H M F I C, 
which stands for head motherfucker in charge. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, but like people call him Big Jim. Okay. <laughs> this is, of course, a uh, a cousin si- kind of sideways sequel spinoff from our uh, last July's theme of Big Steve Summer, mm. this being Big Jim Winter. Except in this case, people actually do call him Big Jim. No one calls Steven Spielberg Big Steve. Oh, I legitimately thought you just called him Big Jim. I didn't realize that was actually like a... Yeah, some people do. Okay. I, don't, I don't think like to him, but people say that. <laughs> Sup, Big Jim? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't do that. I don't think it, I think it would be uncomfortable for both sides in that in, in that exchange. Oh, I need to meet him now. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, so you can be up, on the podcast. What up, Big Jim? Yeah. yeah, he probably wants to be on the podcast. He's no, got time. Uh, he lives in New Zealand pretty much exclusively now. He's uh, vegan. Is he from New Zealand? He's, uh, he's from Canada. Okay, close enough. Um, and yeah, well, let's talk about aliens. People care more about that. <laughs> uh, so this is a little bit. I'm not going to say it doesn't count for the podcast because there's reasons it counts, but um, we've all seen this movie before. <laughs> I had never mm-hmm. seen the special edition and Robbie until somewhat recently hadn't seen this movie. I binged it after I did the first episode of the podcast. Yeah. So. To be fair, after that episode, I went into like the cryogenic sleep thing for a while and yeah. they just woke me up yeah. now. Yeah, so. 60 years later. <laughs> it's, and- you know, um, and your daughter died. It's <laughs> very thematic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I hadn't seen the special edition before. There's about 20 extra minutes in there and some different plot points and stuff. So I'll talk about that as we get to it. How about you guys? You like this movie? Seen it before? Oh yeah. Watch it a bunch. It's been a while since I've seen it. Probably like a good handful of years. Yeah. And they're like definitely parts. I was like, Oh, I forgot this even happened. Yeah. 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 I, I love this movie. I, um, uh, my sis- sisters are about like 10 to 13 years ahead of me. Um, so when I was growing up or yeah, when I was younger, this Terminator two and the crow were like the big movies that we'd watch all, t- oh, all nice. the time. Yeah. That's so a good was, mix. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a good mix. <laughs> I've actually never seen the crow. We'll, we'll do it eventually. <laughs> all right. I, I hope like, so. I feel like Come it doesn't on. hit as well now, but at the time it was like a really cool movie. Yeah. I've heard about it a lot and uh, there's been like jokes on sitcoms where it's like only one of us can dress up as the crow this year. Oh, so yeah. apparently like had on, a huge... uh, South Park, I think they did that. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably other shows too, yeah. Who wants to give us a one minute plot summary for the... F- oh, sorry, I wasn't even talking to the mic. Who wants to give us a one minute plot summary for Aliens? All right, I can do it. Everyone's looking at me. <laughs> This is the way my face faces. See, this is why you don't put Robbie in a corner. <laughs> it's not that corner. Um, so, aliens. Uh, Ripley, it, ship is found. People are all pumped. They're like, we're going to salvage the ship. And they're like, oh, no, now we can't salvage it. There's a person in it. So they take her back to Earth, and she's like, oh, my God, what happened? They're like, we don't know what happened. And she tells them, and they're like, oh, you're stupid. You're, you're dumb. Just like you were in the first movie. You're such an idiot. Aliens aren't real dumbass we blew up a ship and then they make her go work on the docks or some shit and they're like all right real talk we can't find the colony there might be something wrong in that place she told us there was things wrong she's like no no shit because i'm ripley and that's how this goes so they go there uh can't find anyone little girl crawling around on the vents and they're like uh gotta find the people what's going on find the aliens aliens start attacking they're like oh this is bad but where are the people and then they go and they're like oh all the people are down in this one specific area that's not weird at all so they go and they go to find them it's where all the aliens took them to make more aliens it's a ton of aliens they're like shoot them they're like wait no 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 we can't shoot them we brought mini nukes and above a big nuke and that would be a big problem <laughs> terrible so they don't do that blah 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 ripley fights an alien they barely make it off the planet and uh they go back to sleep in the movie 
Yeah. You did it. Great. <laughs> you done. Did All right, it. that's it. Let's. Right. Good podcast. Good podcast. Yeah. Like I skipped a little bit in the middle there, but there wasn't really much more than that. I mean, Ripley gets betrayed by the douchebag dude. Oh, yeah. Burke. Yeah. Discount Michael J. Fox. Charlie Sheen. Discount Charlie Sheen. Oh, nice. shots fired at Paul Reiser. I could see that. <laughs> um, I, thought he, I thought he had a really good performance. Paul yeah. Reiser had a, a huge long career in sitcoms and now is you can see him in Stranger Things. Uh, he just, he had one of those faces where I was like, oh, you look super familiar. And I was like, no, he's not Charlie Sheen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you watch Stranger Things, so you could be familiar from that. Who is he in Stranger Things? He's the doctor that isn't tall and skinny. Oh, uh, the, the one with the big eyebrows? I guess he's got pretty big eyebrows. He's the, the, he's like the other Papa. one. He's not Papa? No, 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 no. That's the tall and skinny one, Matthew Modine. Oh, um, the one that tries to save her. And yeah, then the gets, one that's like cooler. Yep. Whoa, he ages pretty rough. Well, it's, it's, it's been it, 40 It's been years. a long year. <laughs> it's, it's been a long time, Robbie. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, time. That's a bitch. The aliens will take a lot out of you, man. A lot of years. All right, the movie starts. She gets unfrozen with Jones. Well, it's not really freezing. It's more like a medical cryo thing. Yeah. Suspended um, animation. Yeah, yeah. And they are awoken. It's not good, though. Not good. She she never actually gets mm-hmm. back to Earth, but she gets to, like, Gateway Station. Oh, I thought they were on Earth. They don't quite get back. She's in, like, a station just above Earth that they repeatedly refer to in the commentary as Gateway Station, though I'm not positive they ever actually say that in the movie. I don't believe they do. No, so that must have just been internally what they were calling it. Um, and, yeah, and the intention is she never actually gets back to Earth until... She like gets in the atmosphere at the end of the fourth movie, basically. Right. Um, but so she gets, uh, she gets railroaded. These guys that blame her. I, and I'm, I'm, I was pausing. Cause I was trying to remember what you said after watching the first one where you're like, Oh, are they going to hold her responsible for blowing up the thing? And they do. And they Just did. You wait. And they wow. did. It was really funny. I was like, yeah, the way this is going, they're probably going to be like, this is all your fault. You just blew up a bunch of our money. And they're like, this is all your fault. You blew up a bunch of our money. It's like, wow, that was. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's like, we got to blame someone. It's going to be you. There goes your licensing. There's a, there's a great moment where I I think it's actually her first scene where she's awake is actually a dream where she, there's like the fake out chest buster thing. Mm. Yep. Um, Great way to wake the audience up. Like, let's go. We're into it. And uh, yeah, Paul Reiser's there trying to like, you know, talk, trying to get her to go back to, LV426 um, per, per Will shirt. <laughs> Classic. And uh, yeah. Nice bit of foreshadowing there too for mm. when they find the other uh, the other woman. She also says, kill me. <laughs> mm. So there's, um, like I said at the beginning, I watched the special edition, which I hadn't seen before. So I'm going to pepper in some of the deleted stuff as we go through it. The scene after the conference room where she's like, you're going to regret this. We are, you know, there shouldn't be people there because the aliens are going to kill them all. And then like the very next scene, Paul Reiser goes to her apartment and is like, so there were aliens there. We lost, we lost contact with them. We're not completely convinced it's aliens. Yeah. It's just that place she told us there was aliens and now like nobody's it's, answering it's their funny phone. In, in the theatrical version, it's like the scene after, but in the special edition, there's like a long sequence of pre-alien attack Hadley's Hope, which is like the colony on the planet. And you see Newt's family, her brother and her parents. And uh, it's actually her dad's fault because they're just like hanging out and they go to the derelict ship from the first movie. That's in there. No, it's not. No, it's not. 
That's, oh. all, that's only in the special edition. Oh, maybe I, I have the special edition. I then. had the same thought because I didn't see it this time that I watched it, but I have definitely seen that scene before. Yeah, because it's like, it's like, hey, should we call this in? It's like, nah, let's see what it is first. Yep, yeah. yep. So they use the, the the derelict alien ship from the first movie, which had been, I guess, just collecting rust in someone's driveway. They use the same model um, it's because they make this on a pretty low budget. Um, and they have to reuse some stuff and there's like some tricks that they do to make it look more uh, expensive than it actually was to make. But uh, like all the miniatures and models and stuff. But anyway, it's Newt's dad's fault. He's the one that gets face huggered and, uh, and like, let's bring back. him back. Yeah. And they bring him back. And I, I feel like there should be a lot of protocols, especially seeing they're colonizing places be like this. Hey, you should be locked up. Yeah. They should have quarantined or something. But Literally it never anything. works. Yeah, didn't they, they went through that the first one, I think. Oh, yeah, right? Try. Yeah. Well, you yeah. can try. They, they tried in the first one. They were like, hey, you're not supposed to bring them on board. And then the um, synthetic was like, no, we're going to bring them on board. Doing it anyway. I did love that scene, too, where the synthetic is like, no, 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 that synthetic. He was all fucked up. I'm good, though. I'm it's like, good. Oh, yeah. Did they, yeah, those did guys they were make, glitchy. They, they made that one, and they were like, yeah, sometimes it's just like murders people sometimes. It's just like a, a glitch. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's funny to think that, like, oh, the first batch of robots they, like, knew could sometimes be homicidal, but now they've decided that's not a, that's a problem. We won't allow they that to happen. Do, do they do the same thing Prometheus Alien Covenant, <laughs> where the new Michael Fassbender's like, don't worry, they figured me out. I'm a better version. And it's like, just kidding, I'm more self-aware now. Yeah, exactly. I'm better. Worse. Yeah. <laughs> and I think also in Prometheus or Alien Covenant, they're specifically like, don't let that person back on. And someone gets flamethrowered before they can get back on the ship. Maybe. Oh, yes. I forget which one. They kind of blend together for me. It's I, I want to say that's Prometheus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think it's always an issue of don't, don't bring that person back on the ship. It's like, but we like this person. <laughs> Why like, couldn't they have gotten it? somebody shitty? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a nice moment where, uh, Newt does like a big scream. Oh God, for like two minutes. Yeah. And, uh, but that's all cut out of the theatrical version Interesting. and they go right to Paul Reiser and, uh, Ripley's tiny apartment with that other officer guy. And Gorman. Yeah. I I like the detail as a special feature. I think thematically, I like it better not having seen that. Mm -hmm. But I haven't seen the special. Just hearing about it. I just feel like for the first time, like not knowing what the fuck happened was a good direction. Yeah. There's there's advantages to both. This way you get to know that she had like these were her parents and her brother and um, the actress who plays Newt, it was her actual brother in it. Mm. So he just gets cut out of the movie entirely, um, which must have been awkward. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, they're they're both on the audio commentary, too. Mm. He's like, yeah, I'm not in the movie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so they keep not any of that in. But it, yeah, so this way you don't see new until they find her. Mm. And that is more effective in some ways too, I think. And again, I don't mean to direct everything at you, but if I turn my head, I won't be speaking to the mic. Put Robbie in a corner. <laughs> yeah, it always happens. Um, Yeah, so she says no, but then she has a nightmare and then she says yes. Yeah, I think it's more like, oh, hey, I don't want to see this entire colony get wiped off the face of the planet. Yeah. I mean, it happens anyway, but. Yeah, exactly. Like a responsibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the. Between James Cameron and Sigourney Weaver, they had different ideas for the motivation. In his mind, this is just a revenge story. 
but the way, but she didn't like that. The way he kind of sold it to her is that she wouldn't want this to happen to other people. Mm. And so that's why she's, you know, decides to go back. Kind of like a closure kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she'll stop having the nightmares if she can do something good for these people. Yeah. But to him, it's just, she has to go back and like murder the queen and burn all the eggs and stuff just Mm. to like, for her own catharsis, which I guess she wasn't as much a fan of that. Didn't know about the queen yet. Yeah, but just to do something. Yeah, stop <laughs> stop them from spreading. Just general mm-hmm. revenge, I guess. I, I wasn't clear either. Are there other aliens in this universe at this point? Because they kind of make a comment of like, oh, you hooked up with that like Gamorian or whatever. And like you didn't even know it was a male or, or something like that, right? I, am I crazy? I so, so I think that there are other like species out there, yes. like different aliens. But I think this is like their first like dangerous dangerous kind of thing i feel like they don't go into it enough they don't it's just it's interesting because it would give you a a whole new perspective on how they're interacting with things if they've already like oh yeah we encounter aliens all the time and it could also be more of like a um different colony names Mm. so it'd be like you were this and it's just the name of your planet that's what what i was on the fence about is like i didn't know if it was just the colony name or if there actually was other aliens and they didn't seem to be specific Mm. yeah i don't know yeah but they made the comment about the gender thing. So I was like, why would that be specific to that call? But eh, whatever. Yeah. And then we're off to the Sulaco. There's a couple shots here that they were designed to sort of echo the opening of Alien, where you're just seeing like the corridors and control panels of the ship, just giving you like sort of a sense of place. And uh, with this one, though, you're seeing a lot more weapons because that was a freight ship. Those guys were truckers, basically. But this is not that kind of operation. This is straight up war. The ship just looks like a big gun. Yes, it does. Mm. That, that, that's all it looks like. It's just one big gun with a bunch of attachments on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so then they're off back in space. She leaves Jones, her cat, behind. Or I guess it was sort of the Nostromo's cat. I don't know if anyone actually had ownership of it in the first movie. No. No. I, I think it was just like the cat that was just there. I'm yeah. sure it was someone's. The but. cat came with the ship. No one questioned it. <laughs> standard yeah. procedure standard procedure cat. in case they get mice they need a cat there. Mm. Space, space mice space mice <laughs> nice um, so you got my mind on space mice now yeah so uh, then the marines get introduced right around here yeah well it's yeah everyone wakes up from their sleep which right. I feel like for it being a big military ship that they'd have more than like a dozen marines like who there's no one else pi- like on the ship afterwards. It's funny. You should say that due to their budget, there was only actually four pods and the rest are just uh, mirrors facing each other. Oh, okay. There's a mirror in the back wall and a mirror behind the camera. And if you look at the scene where the, I guess you'd say the screen or whatever, the, the top of the pods coming up, you can actually see like the mirroring point. I think it's on Vasquez. There's two Vasquez's. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I love so, how the, so, so there are only actually four actors in that scene. That makes sense then. I love yeah. how the captain wakes up with a cigar in his mouth. Or that's it's the great. first thing he does. Yeah, he gets the cigar. Yeah. You just you instantly get like these guys are characters. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's very just space marini. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it's funny in the audio commentary, James Cameron is like, "Yeah, if there's any Marines watching, I just want to apologize. I didn't know shit about Marines at the time." <laughs> These guys are obviously just based on sort of starship. starship Yeah. Like actual Marines are way more disciplined than this. Um, He was basing these guys on like regular army guys at the end of Vietnam who were completely like jaded and over it. Mm. Um, And he based a lot of this on Vietnam. 
it's about Vietnam. So <laughs> um, these like super high tech fighters that just get completely outclassed by uh, on paper inferior weaponry or crude weaponry, but just are way out of their depth. It's and like have, guerrilla warfare. Mm-hmm. Mm. And all the hubris they have coming in exemplified by Bill Paxton and uh, who plays Hudson. He's in here now. Lance Hendrickson's playing the the cyborg in this one. Bishop. Michael Bean plays um, Hicks in the special edition. You find out his first name is Dwayne. <laughs> um, Key detail. Jeanette Goldstein, who is a very Jewish person, plays Vasquez. Um, Interesting. <laughs> that blew my mind. Yeah. A, a Cameron regular. This was her first movie, though. And uh, I mean, she's great in it. It's just that you would just wouldn't have a, a non-Hispanic person play that role today. Yeah. Um, despite, I mean, she's a badass. It's a good, it's a great character. It's not like they don't make a joke out of the fact that she's Hispanic. It's just a big part of that character, I guess. Yeah. And uh, any other like main people, there's a lot of other people too, but they don't make it for <laughs> that long. Fro- Frost is like, kind of, that's yeah. like Vasquez's um homeboy yeah. or whatever, but yeah. he, and I always forget his name, but the, the, the blonde guy, the actual like leader of the guy there. Oh, uh, um, yeah. The captain or whatever. Yeah. I forgot his, his name too. A, a, something with an A, a bond, a, a pond, a pond. I was yeah, yeah. I think it was that. Yeah. I don't know. You guys like these Marines? <laughs> I, I think they, it, it fits like the movie. I hate them, but like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I love it, these guys. I think it's great because, like, it's exactly what you think it's going to be, where it's like, oh, we're just a bunch of meatheads going in. It's like nothing can get us. And then the second anything goes wrong, it's just complete panic. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Cameron was pushed into that apology because I didn't see anything inaccurate <laughs> with these Marines, to be honest with you. But it's coming from a salty National Guardsman. I mean, the, the Marines are basically just the Navy's infantry. They like try to procure this, like, that, but like, they're not the seals they're not special forces they're just like they're the ground troops the, of the, 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 the Navy. Runs. yeah they they are the ground like I, I don't know i i appreciate that he probably had to give that disclaimer but he's, he's saying it kind of tongue-in-cheek it's not like an officially like oh it's yeah, not a notes app apology <laughs> gotcha gotcha yeah no it, it, it's fine i'm sure they were a little like they were freaking out a little much towards the end but i'm glad you gave that vietnam yeah. co- coverage because uh, or color because that really uh yeah, yeah. makes a lot more sense yeah definitely yeah and, and i think part of the reason that he's saying it is because after he made this movie his youngest brother joined the marines <laughs> i was like oh i guess it wasn't actually like that. <laughs> it's fine um i don't know if it was because of this movie but it, or just the kind of a thing that just happens uh life um yeah no i like these guys yeah they're, they're cool. except hudson oh <laughs> <laughs> well, he was i guess he was good to throw into the mix but yeah, you're saying you do not care for well towards bill paxton's character hudson. well towards the end of it like he was only speaking in like that screaming like oh yeah. man well, I, fucking die. I, I feel Game like if you watched man. like all of your over, friends yeah. just get brutally murdered yeah, i'm not saying yeah. there's never a reason to be that yeah. way but me as a I, viewer I, I feel like you do need that because it's always like the 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 big person like all like yeah yeah, yeah strong yeah, yeah. like not saying it with their chest and then like yeah. everyone gets murdered and they're like oh nope i'm i'm done i'm yeah, checked yeah, out yeah. he's the guy yeah, that's, that's a good point sort of exemplifying the overconfidence. There's a part that's cut out of the theatrical version when they're in the drop ship where he's like walking around talking about how much of a badass he is, how much of a, like a badass we all are like, don't worry, Ripley where you got the biggest badasses in the galaxy protecting you. 
And so then the his arc goes to he's oh, like a just a baby by the end. Of the yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Classic. He's still pretty helpful, but he's just complaining the whole time. Well, he, he does like a lot of like um there's one point where she asked him like pull up certain maps and stuff like that. So was he yeah. like the technical guy or like the I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming that they all have like some general knowledge because they are supposed to be like the elite. Yeah, yeah. okay. So like I'm sure everyone can do a little bit of everything. Because yeah. mm-hmm. like Michael Bean takes over, but he wasn't actually like the commander of that unit. But yeah, he's no. but he still knows like what what like the chain of command and how things are supposed on, to go. Yeah. yeah, right. I guess, yeah. And it is funny just seeing Ripley be like, hey, like, get your shit together. Like, we got to make it. <laughs> I'm sick yeah. of your bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, express elevator to hell going down. Then that drops. And it's a cool scene. I like that stuff. Mm-hmm. They're going. They're out there. There's uh oh, well, sorry. I don't want to go too far past the opening of the time with her and the Marines on the Sulaco. They have breakfast. Um. And there's a couple things that happen there that are worth noting. She's really suspicious of Bishop. Uh, She should be after the last one tried to kill her. (laughs) Yes. And uh, Lance Henriksen sometimes plays villains uh, quite often. And he's uh, gives, if if you go back knowing what happens in the rest of the movie, you realize he's just very helpful the whole time, Mm. (laughs) but he does seem like a little shady just, but that's just his vibe. Well, they, they start off by (laughs) having him do the the, like five figure. And then I was going to say, then the other thing is the knife (laughs) trick. Yeah, they have to, but like he doesn't say like I'm gonna do like somebody else holds the guy's hand out. And yeah, he's yeah. like I can clearly do this. I'm an android. Like it's not gonna be a problem. It's definitely something that he's done like a billion times before. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's just a process. Like there's no margin of error. It's just I hit this spot, this spot. You know. So except to, when in he his does nick his finger though. Oh, that's true. Because that's when they find out that he is like a synthetic. Oh, it's like, it's right, like, right, okay, right, right. I thought you'd never miss. And then the Ripley freaks out or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. It's oh, interesting. Um, she kind of brings yeah. up Ripley's point where he's like, oh, don't worry. We, they got the bugs out. And it's like, well, did you? Because you just nicked your finger. <laughs> and also, like, we didn't think there was anything wrong with that guy. Right. And it's not. And yeah. And her thing is that guy wasn't bugged. He actually was doing what he was programmed to do. Um, you just don't know what he's been programmed to do because she's ex- not an engineer. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's, uh, we don't have to get too in the weeds on like this fun fact stuff of me being like pushing my glasses way up the ridge of my nose and saying, did you guys know that they were pioneering the use of a variable frame rate camera in this? And that's one of the scenes where they film it, you know, at a different frame rate and then speed it up. Hmm. And I think they might have just filmed that at 24 and then speeded it up. But there's, for the most time, any, for the most part, anytime you see a vehicle in motion, it's a miniature that they, that they moved really quickly at 48 frames per second, but then slowed it down. So it's 24 frames per second. Oh, interesting. Because when you do that with a miniature, it makes it look like it has the correct weight of like an actual thing and gives it the right scale. Oh, that's cool. That's probably the only time we need to talk about that. But James Cameron's still trying to do the high frame rate thing, even in Avatar 2, even in the re-release of Titanic that just came out this weekend. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, the, the knife trick's great. And as Bill Paxton and some of the other actors say on the commentary, why is he so freaked out? Bishop put his hand on top of his. <laughs> if he does it, if he fucks it up, he's gonna he's not going to hit Bill Paxton's hand, or at least not first. Right. <laughs> um, but that's a great scene with him screaming. 
but it's kind he's of so funny. scared. He's yeah. very scared. <laughs> Which I guess also clues you into these. This is a, this guy's an actual just baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the the mental stability. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, express elevator to hell going down. <laughs> Back to the dropship scene. Oh, but to just back it up just a little bit, we, we they do also just play into the. Oh hey, there's just this random girl with us referring to Ripley. And it's like, oh, what is she gonna do? And then she pops in the power loader suit and be like, oh hey, like I actually am useful. Like and like they kinda like just shut shut up after that. The way that I don't even know how to do an impression of it, the way that guy says B twelve, please. I uh, I also really like that whole scene and the way he says that he's like, B twelve, please. I can't do it either, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's (laughs) and then puts the cigar back in his mouth. Yeah. So good. Um, and then yeah, express elevator down. No, can't get there yet. So oh. the power loader. <laughs> yep, um, we're never going out. <laughs> and again, just a, another thing that's like this movie is actually substantially lower budget than you think. There's a guy inside the power loader that's moving it. Hmm. Uh, oh, it's, really? it's actually made out of like plastic and styrofoam. That's really funny. <laughs> and the technique that they're using is, uh, I think as James Cameron, in the commentary says akin to like a daughter dancing on her father's feet. <laughs> oh, that's actually really neat. Yeah. Okay. So it's uh they, they said it's like a 270 pound British bodybuilder inside it. That's like moving the stuff around. Oh Come here, God. Sigourney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's basically it. So they, so they're coordinating, like we're stepping at the same time. And like moving the arms because it's actually the guy inside who was like picking up the arm mechanisms. That's that's interesting. That makes it even cooler knowing that they're gonna fight the queen later. Yeah, he's in there while they're fighting a big puppet. <laughs> he just I picture him just like in the dark, just waiting there the whole time. Yeah, the ship's gone. Um, also worth mentioning, this is filmed in Britain. Terminator hadn't come out yet in the UK, so they were all super disrespectful of James Cameron and uh, Galen Heard, the producer. Um, Gail Ann Hurd was married to James Cameron at the time. So apparently they kept asking her who, who, who is actually producing this. You're just the director's wife. So like level with us, who's actually the producer on this. Um, apparently they asked it to her like every day. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and James Cameron doesn't film in Brit anymore. And, um, they're not used to long Hollywood style, 12 hour days. Apparently they were complaining the whole time. Um, they hadn't seen any of his stuff before, so they thought he couldn't do what he wanted to do. Constant second guessing, um, upright mutinies at some point where this, the first assistant director organized a walkout with some cast members and like the entire crew. Um, and the assistant director is supposed to be the guy that's like most on your side. And, uh, yeah. So James Cameron just did not have a fun time with the British crew. But they did a good job. The movie looks pretty incredible for the budget they made it on. For sure. Express elevator to hell going down. Oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I don't know if you noticed this. I'm choosing not to talk about the scene where she tries to tell them about the planet because it's fine. It's whatever. And they don't listen to her. Um, During this scene, the, the shaky camera effect is James Cameron grabbing the camera as the camera operator is holding it. And he's the one that's actually shaking it. He said he gave the guy a black eye. (laughs) He said, you can't, you can't have them shake it themselves because then they like naturally fall into like a rhythm and it's got to look more chaotic. So it only works if you're shaking it and they're trying to fight you. Maybe, maybe he was one of the the British guys on set. (laughs) Maybe he was just like, 
We got to do the scene again. And it's funny as he's as he's like describing it. It's getting more and more shaky. And you're like, oh, you're really going after this guy. <laughs> You just hear like blows landing. Yeah, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> it's just like a guy screaming. Like, no one on screen. The screen is <laughs> the camera just panned off. The side. Um, and I don't know if it's here or when it's on the ground or whatever. But this, this, I think it's this set, the inside of this ship, or it's the inside of one of the vehicles. No, it's the inside of one of the vehicles. Once they get to the ground, um, where they're all in the vehicle, and there's a bunch of stuff on the ceiling. Uh, apparently it collapsed and hit James Cameron in the head and he got like a concussion. His head was bleeding and stuff. Oh, that was the first. Oh, maybe that's director. where he got the inspiration for the other guy later. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. But it's, um, I mean, if you look at the, the ceiling of that, there is a lot of crap hanging off of it. And I guess yeah, there was just too much. Not well secured. No, no. So whatever they get down there, the atmospheric processing center or whatever is, um, what makes it just so people can live in this area. And I only bring that up because I assume that's what they're going to say in the next Avatar movie about why there's all humans living in a city that they're making in Avatar 2. Mm. In Avatar 3, I'm assuming the city will be done and they'll have some kind of APC that's making the air breathable. Mm. Anyway, that's just my theory on Avatar 3. Good. Express elevator to hell going down. Is it? Can we say express anymore? Is that allowed? This is kind of just like a very slow elevator that will eventually get us to the bottom. Yeah. The scenic route to hell going down. <laughs> so they land in the colony. There's no one there. I really like the scene of them like scanning and going through where it's all mm. quiet and they're you're just seeing the destruction and you're just um, it's leaving it to your imagination. The the terrible stuff that happened here. Um probably even more effective if you didn't see the earlier scene, or maybe it is more effective if you do, because you know it was quiet and not always infested with aliens. Yeah, I, I do wish that there was maybe like, I don't know, maybe nightmares from Newt to just see like yeah. things that they saw. Some kind of flashback or oh, something. Yeah, they probably would, would have cool. if they didn't know, the, if they knew they were going to cut that part when they filmed it. Yeah, or maybe if they had like the like a bigger budget, like you were saying. Yeah. It would make sense too. Sigourney Weaver has nightmares throughout, so you'd like mirror it with Newt having nightmares. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. You're better writer than James Cameron. <laughs> he wrote this script in the same three month period that he wrote Terminator and Rambo. So he wrote nice. all of them in two months. Yeah, according to him. Wow. <laughs> uh, he said that he aimed them. He aimed for them each to be two hours long. You generally think of pages and minutes, so they're each 120 pages long. And he said he divided the waking hours that he had in two months into how many pages he had to write an hour while he was awake. Holy crap. <laughs> I'd love to hear what his Coke dealer has to say about this. <laughs> yeah, There's right? definitely some PEDs involved. Yeah. He's got pretty long hair and a big bushy beard at the time. But he doesn't, he's, he's, he's not a straight edge looking guys, but I mean, he is pretty clean now, but we'll see. Um, never seemingly had a drug problem, but he had some kind of help to make all that you think you don't write three movies in two months sober I, i'm sorry I'm, I'm gonna go on record james yeah. cameron you can call me out on this i <laughs> big will jim, fight you, you big jim <laughs> they don't call big jim for nothing they don't watch call out. Big jim. i have actually no idea what you look like Express so elevator somebody now. hits me it's probably <laughs> him you're robbie right <laughs> i'm assuming he knows what i look like though yeah, he knows what you look like. <laughs> of the two of us <laughs> You're, you're big Rob, right? Damn it. No. <laughs> Sorry. All right. We're in hell. They do the a great setup for later. And I mean, they have the kind of like proximity tracker thing in the first one, obviously, with the beeping that gets louder as it gets closer. 
that gets Dallas in the air ducts. Um, but this with, it has like the visual component too of them seeing like the dot on it, setting up for when later they're being attacked in the, like the last stand. And it's just completely a full screen of just color coming at them. Um, that was such a, um, a good device to use because yeah. that, that builds up the tension like so high. Oh yeah. And you're just like it, that panic. Yeah. It's like your heartbeat can, yeah. yeah. Matches the, the beeping. There's a lot in, in Terminator last week and we'll talk about it even in true lies next week. There's so many things that James Cameron does that just efficiently sets up later action sequences really well. Um, and just like really efficiently gets them in there that like, okay, you know how that works without them saying anything, mm-hmm. even though there's all this gear, he loves his tech. He loves his gear. Everyone's got their own stuff going on, but you get like functionally pretty much what everyone's doing and what it does. And yeah. So that's one of the cool things that he does there. And then they find newt after, well, they find the labs. Yeah. They find the hamsters. They find a couple living and at least one dead face hugger in the tubes there. Yep. So so now they're trying to figure out where all yeah. the colonists went. And this is, I guess the first time where you have the friction of Paul Reiser's character, Burke, who's saying like, no, we need to like, this data is what's important. We need to not nuke the whole facility, mm. <laughs> um, which is Ripley's like, Oh, okay. So this went the way I told you it was going to go. We have to get out of here. <laughs> we have to blow up everything that's still here. Yep. Um, and she's told, no, we can't do that. Think of the military. Yeah. And so then they find Newt and then they go into the lair of the actual aliens. Well, they first go into like the command center and oh, I love that. Right, like, yeah. we got to find out where all these people went. Cause there's uh, yeah. no one here. I was gonna keep forgetting. There's like and basically like two different buildings between yeah. the lair and the kind of place where they end up barricading. Yeah. Cause so. where they're at is like the, um, the terraforming building because it has like the temperature control and all that stuff in like the like the warmer area Mm -hmm. so then it's like they find all the trackers in them they're like where are all these people and they don't question why every single tracker is in one spot they're having a town meeting yeah it's a town meeting town meeting you know everything's destroyed in this place maybe they're just there for fun i would they figure they're like sheltering in that one place i probably would have immediately went to like oh that's where all the bodies are Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. As Ripley con- continuously like, oh. starts saying all the se- things that make sense. Yeah, 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 it seems like a big graveyard. <laughs> yeah, it's a big graveyard or like a big, I guess, whatever you want to call it, harvesting, birthing facility, Sp- or whatever. Spawning grounds. Spawning grounds. Yeah, pretty much. And it turns out it is. Um, I love that, and I did. Cameron said this is something he got pushed back on from the studio. How long it takes for there to actually be like a fight with the aliens. Yeah. I think it's like 45 minutes before we even get there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think it's good. It's a really effective build. They have all these, we're mentioning, you know, the proximity scanners, all the gear, all this stuff that, you know, the Marines are sort of pumping themselves up is like, we're these badasses. We've got the, these crazy guns and stuff. They get in there. Ripley's like, Oh, if they use those guns, it'll set off a nuclear reaction. Right? Yes. Cause they're like like, uh, mini exploding bullets. It's like, Okay, don't use your guns, yeah. like, but keep going anyway. Yeah, it's getting like darker and grimmer and You're becoming more much freaky. more Geigery. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm glad like the conversation went the way it did because when that was happening, I'm I'm thinking like, all right, so we finally have a movie with aliens in it again, and now we have a prepared crew. But of course, the prepared crew they can't use their weapons, so we still don't get to see 
and even blah blah right that was that was my criticism and then some of them basically just say fuck it they would start firing their guns once they're like well we're gonna die if i don't well for sure but then when you brought up that it's a vietnam allegory it made a shit ton more sense because we did have the best weapons but guess what they weren't meant to fight in the jungle (laughs) so like the weapons did fuck up and they didn't fire and sometimes you were just picking up the so like it it makes a shit ton of sense that it's like yeah this is what the best fighting force completely trained they were so prepared and oh shit yep your guns don't work yeah which is yep a thing that happens especially with like they have their motion central thing but obviously that doesn't work if they're all just hanging in the walls well that and they were like oh oh, oh, was it motion because they they were like oh it doesn't work on them I'm like oh it's probably because they have acid blood I don't think it's looking for acid no it's it's the motion motion sensor and because they kind of go into like a hibernative state Yeah, you're totally right. He's doing, I mean, he's doing Vietnam. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. And then, definitely. And then you, you add in the tunnels and like the native knows <laughs> like, they're like, no, 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 they're coming. And she's, where they, she's like, hey, and it's like, yeah, we dug all these. Well, what also kills me is, is like when they're t- taking the express elevator hell and they're like talking, they're talking to their, um, their lieutenant. And it's like, this, oh, like how many drops have you been on? And he's like, oh, yeah, 26. It's like simulated. It's like, this is uh, number two. Right. <laughs> And you think like a company like Wayland would maybe like send someone a little more important unless they assumed it was going to be a suicide mission. Well, I'm what, how many dangerous missions are there actually? Like in like in reality right now, if we had to send astronauts on a dangerous mission, like do we have any that have gone on? To yeah, danger? Like, no, I know. But yeah. like when you, if it's been like 60 years since contact with that level of species and no one believes her. Right? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if you have like that kind of, like force that you're going with these Marines. Yeah. Like you assume they, the commander might have some experience with like yeah. just fighting in general. Yeah. I mean, they might be the most experienced space fighters that exist. And they did too. Do you know what I like? They just might. Not what's, what's really interesting now that I'm thinking about it, when you said like, you know, um, when talking about like, Oh, are there other species out here? And they're referring to it as like a bug hunt, right? Mm. So clearly there are like alien species that these fighters have been out like shooting at and shit. Mm. Oh yeah. It's like- not not the to the level of the xenomorphs. Right. But they're I mean, they're calling it a bug hunt, right? So this is something that they're like, oh, this old chestnut, we've done this a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. It- I do love that. It's just like, oh yeah, let's just take away all of their weapons. Yeah. And it's like it's good. They, they could just be like, oh, just safety's on. It's like just use it as last resort. Mm-hmm. And instead, they're like, let's put all in one bag. I'm sure this is not going to be have any negatives later. <laughs> let's put all in one bag and yeah. set the bag on fire. Well, I mean, as you saw, because some of them didn't listen yeah. anyway, you did not want them even having the ability. Because, like, You're right, yeah. y- you don't want to use it as a last resort when the last resort is like, maybe you kill a xenomorph, maybe you blow up the whole planet. Yeah. <laughs> I think Ripley probably would have taken that at that point. She right? she like, would have. Yeah, fine. Blow up the planet. Mil- I don't care. Military <laughs> operation no. might, might have, depending. But they didn't have all the data. If they knew what Ripley knew, then they would have said, we're just blowing up. The, they probably would have yeah. sent a missile and killed everyone. So this is a good time to mention, maybe that guy's in charge just because he was the cheapest option. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the suits that are sending them, um, even though it's way, way in the future, Cameron did specifically in the conference room scene earlier, want them to just be in like suits and ties because he says a suit is a suit yeah, and you know, fuck the bosses. And these are the corporate interests that these, um, that the military is going to fight for. And he was also saying that that was a riff on Vietnam, which like to his 20, whatever year old mind is like the only point that we were over there is to protect us corporate interests. Um, so yes. that, so that is what he's riffing on with, um, the Burke character that's there too. 
is that that's the, the war that they're fighting is on behalf of this corporation basically. Hmm. <laughs> um, because there's, there's no threat to the safety of earth at the, unless they keep sending things that are going to come back to earth to this planet. Yeah. From everything we've seen from the, Oh, oh I guess they did have a spaceship initially. I was going to say, we've, we haven't seen them build spaceships. I don't think yeah. that's, well, we know that's because of the other, but like but you, according to Ridley Scott, they didn't build the spaceship. Right. And it's just seen yeah. Prometheus, right? Yeah. Cause it's not them. They're just a biological yeah. weapon. Yes. Right. Yeah. They don't seem to have the intelligence <laughs> to build spaceships, but uh, yeah, Exa- yeah, right. Exactly. Um, they do have the intelligence to eventually figure out how to cut the electricity, but that's later. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this goes this goes sideways. We lose most of the Marines in this first skirmish. I, I was so sad that we lost Sarge right in the beginning. Yeah, I, I, I wanted him like to have some kind of input later on, or maybe them find him on a wall. But yeah, yeah, as the guy who isn't nominally in charge of the military unit here, but is the guy who obviously has authority and experience. You're thinking like, well, as long as he's around, they'll make like good decisions or whatever, but they make bad decisions immediately. And so that's, that's how it goes. Like that was actually another really accurate portrayal for the military is like that person would be what you'd consider a sergeant. They get to their position by starting as a private and you need to put in its years of service. Normally it takes about five years. The guy in charge that was freaking out is a lieutenant. Lieutenants need to graduate college. You graduate college, you're a second lieutenant. So normally when you have like a, a unit like that, he has one one thing of experience the sergeant has been around for a while and that relationship does really look like that where the lieutenant is the one that's just like hey sarge i need them to do this and the sarge is the one that yeah it's it's like hey this may not make sense but we gotta follow orders exactly and like what you'd see if they had time to develop a relationship a little more is in private the sarge might be like hey you told us to do x y and z and that was fucking stupid never do that again but like never in front of the men so i don't don't, it was just it was pretty good especially for somebody that hasn't been in the military he did a pretty good job that was mostly guessing (laughs) (laughs) very well done (laughs) yeah um, that's cool to know. Thanks for that. But yeah, so they went in with what, like eight or 10 guys and they come out with four. They lose like all their leadership basically. <laughs> yeah. Cause like first guy gets lit on fire. He falls over. He was yeah. the ammo bag carrier. Yeah. Ammo bag, blows like, up. First guy goes over to grab it, realizes the ammo's on fire. He's like, Oh, and it's like that, that like pause moment. And then yeah. he's dead. Yeah. 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 You had a few just taken out or dragged away. Yep. Oh yeah, and then one casualty due to friendly fire explosion. Yeah, I love like we we already mentioned that you know they're curled up in the walls and stuff. Yep. But I love that even if you know that that's coming, the the one shot I forget who it is. It might be the Sarge that it's yeah. in the wall behind him, curled up, and, and like you can see him. it too. Like yeah, if you, you if you know it's coming, if you know it's coming, to see it. But it's still like I didn't know it was there. That's extremely good camouflage. Yeah. And, and I mean, on top of the fact, like they just build all the stuff. That's the first time they're seeing like this growth on walls. Right. Yeah. 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 They don't know what the aliens look like until it's too. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just, it's so organic and slimy in there. A lot of, a lot of wetness. It's so wet. A lot of moisture. Just no, no chains though. No chains. No, no chains. <laughs> the, the loading bay, I guess has some chains where she first gets in the loader, mm. but no chains in this building. Mm. Uh, whole lot of wet, though. Whole lot of, whole wet, lot though. of wet, Yeah, we do miss our wet chains. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so then everything's going sideways. Lieutenant doesn't know what to do. And then Rip is like, well, 
what else is new? I'm going to take take hold of this, yep. drives the APC into the building, mm-hmm. like through walls and saves, every, well, saves who they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm saving you idiots. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's like almost like catatonic until she takes the wheel and then he, he like comes to like, what the hell are you doing? And that's, yeah. 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 He, he doesn't know what to do, but he does know he doesn't like his authority to be challenged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on, but I know I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. Probably well observed also. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's a badass scene for her, and she gets the remaining people back on. Yeah, I want to say like four four people. Yeah, there's, there's three there's in that, the vehicle. Yeah, and there's like the one guy that almost gets back on, but is she? Oh, right? Frost, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Vasquez. Um, yeah, because Vasquez is the one that blows up the alien. The guy gets coated in acid, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. And then it's um, her, Hicks, and Hudson are the only three. And yeah. then Gore yep. and Gorman. three, and then yeah, it's the three on board. Right. Who, yeah. g- who gets knocked out in the process of them getting out, right? Yeah. Yes. And there is um, something that we haven't really talked about, like context and legacy and stuff yet, but this is often credited with shaping the direction of most video games that have come out since, um, especially first-person shooters. And uh, I feel like this is one of the... this This whole sequence where you're seeing the people back in the vehicle watching through like the, the mounted cameras. Uh, basically they're watching a first person shooter at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, especially with the ammo stuff, the times that they show the ammo count going down, mm. um, very, very much inspired most shooting games to come. <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, it's funny to like go back and be like, oh yeah, that's, that's a thing that people pay attention to when this is happening. It's like, oh no, not, not at, but until then, this is a thing they invented here. Um, yeah, I guess the, I'm thinking of the, the halo assault rifle. That yeah. looks yep. very yeah, much like it's that. right up front. Yeah. It, yeah. Even like the whole shape of it. Wow. I never like made that connection before. It's like pretty the, cool. The pillar of autumn looks a lot like the Sulaco too. <laughs> Just to stay on the halo tip. Just one big gun. (laughs) Just one big gun. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so they get out of there to some fancy driving. And yeah. They're like, oh, I guess we're going to leave now. We'll just blow it up. Yep. Michael Bean takes control. Hicks does and tells Paul Reiser. I I love the moment when uh, Ripley says, you know, we got to get into orbit and blow it up. And then he goes, yeah, I think the best option is once he's like, no, I'm actually the one in control. And then he just repeats what she said, basically. Mm-hmm. It's a nice moment. Mm-hmm. You're like, mm, there's something there, I guess. Low chemistry. <laughs> <A little> chemistry. <laughs> and I just like, if you're, Hicks has been kind of a featured Marine to this point. He's he's like the one standing next to the sergeant when he says, Bay 12, please. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very, they, very like second in command. Yeah, but he hasn't really like popped yet. And then he's going to be like the male lead of the rest of the movie basically um so yeah they try to do that but the it doesn't work out for the people coming to get them bill paxton says game over man <laughs> one of his many classic lines yep <laughs> oh. <laughs> one of his classic bone moments. <laughs> game over man game over i i do like that the they just send the alien onto the dropship. Yeah. They're like, why is this sticky? And you're like, oh, well, there goes their ride home. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that that whole scene. And then the girl piloting the plane, she's like, what the hell? She just turns behind and it's just like a river of blood just like inside of it. It's Echo, yeah. This is Echo 419. Yeah. Coming for approach. Yeah. Yeah. 
We uh, some of the times where they go in, they come out, they go back in, whatever. So I think we might have missed the first time when uh, Ripley and Newt are kind of bonding because that happens before they all go in and the bunch of the Marines. Oh yeah, right? yeah. when they like clean off her face. Yeah, stuff. when she's cleaning off her face, and you know, just says my parents are dead. Can I go now? Whatever. Go <laughs> where? <laughs> sure. She wants to go back into the ducts. <laughs> That's fair. The ducts. Well, like. Which is good. She's she's well. She's like, I know how to survive here. You guys don't. I'm more in danger if I have to stick with you. No, mm-hmm. for sure. It's just kind of funny because she survived through the ducks, but the aliens also use the ducks. So I'm just I'm picturing some like spy v spy antics or like Scooby Doo. Where uh, yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> like <laughs> later on, she's like, oh, they they mostly only come at night. Mostly, oh, yeah. Great yeah. line. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, that that happens here, right? Because because they're like, oh, we got to get inside. Yeah, it was after the dropship crashes. Right. They make their way back, and then like, hey, we got to get back because they come at night. Mostly, mostly. Is, it's a fun. Mostly. It's a fun, like I guess trope. I don't know. The only other time I've seen it was Jurassic Park three, where they had the kid that survived for himself for a while. But I really enjoy that like dynamic. I think that's a fun like the adults show up and there's a kid that's just been like fucking around for a couple yes. weeks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, just undetermined amount of time. We don't know how long it takes to get there. Yeah. Or they were dead for. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Seriously. Um, so then they start barricading that like control room. Yeah. They're, they're making plans. They're looking at maps, trying to decide some stuff there. There's a bit in the special edition here with sentry guns that isn't in the, the theatrical and, uh, yeah, they set up in like the service, uh, tunnels. Yeah. I like the sentry guns. Yeah. I think um, that's a good Cam- Cameron said that once again, the studio thought that there was just like too much time in between aliens attacking them. So that was one of the things they cut because, as the fights, it's not like a consistent scene, but as the fight's going on, you see them setting up the guns, and then before they actually get in the room, it's the guns that they see the bullet counts going down on, yep. and they're not actually seeing the aliens dying or being shot at. So it's like a really effective suspense builder where they're just watching these um, automated sentry gun ammo reserves get depleted, and they're like, oh, fuck, what's out there? Yeah, it's like, how many are there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one gets down to the the final gun and has 10 bullets left. Yeah. And the aliens like retreat or whatever. Yeah. Like, it does show like a slight clip right there where it shows one yeah. getting lit up. Yeah. One gets one like it fucking explodes. <laughs> um, and then they're like, oh, I guess they, they repelled them. And, and Ripley's like, no, they're just going to find a different way in. Mm-hmm. They determined that way doesn't work. And boy, do they find a new way in. Yes, they do. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of stuff happens. In between, it's, it seems like when they're in that one room that it's a pretty small area they've barricaded, but they also have like the science lab and where Newt and Ripley try and take a nap. Well, they do take a nap. It just well, yeah, go it gets well. interrupted. Yeah. Um, this is also where they send Lance Henriksen into the tube. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. That's a, I, I like some of the scenes of, or the shots of him actually like crawling through the tunnel. Yeah. It's just the light. It's a cool shot. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a cool shot. Yeah, and they he, they had to actually put him in a tube. He's he's on the commentary track. Like, yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> Oof. Didn't care for tubes. Yeah, puts me in a tricky. Tube. And then it cuts to James <laughs> Cameron on the commentary track, and he's like, "Yeah, this is like back when I was growing up. There was a new development being built nearby, and it would, all the neighborhood kids would get together and we'd have competitions to see who could crawl the furthest oh up, my like God. Oh, the um." mid-construction like water lines and stuff oh my you God. cannot pay me pay me enough money and he's like it was fine with me because i don't get claustrophobic and you know like his 
his pastime is getting into extremely small submersibles and going way under the ocean. So oh, I guess it that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. Um, but that's why the South Park thing about James Cameron was like that. Okay. Yeah. There, it's all, it's all making sense. James Cameron raising the bar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he says like the, he got like, one, one, he only got stuck one time. He was like a hundred meters into the tube. He thinks, and he got stuck and he had to go backwards all the way out. But he's like, yeah, he was, I guess he was always just hanging out in these tubes. So he's like, let's put it in the movie. I wonder why child mortality used to be so bad. <laughs> yeah. He never said like what anyone won and like how it was verifiable. It probably wasn't just go like 10 meters in and hang out for a half hour and be like, man, I did the whole neighborhood. <laughs> um, but anyway, they sent him down the tube. There's a couple shots of him like in really high winds trying to fix the stuff. And yeah, I don't know. Bishop's cool. We like Bishop. Yep. Yeah, they, they always kind of like hint at maybe he's evil because he's like messing with the facehugger like, oh, that's really interesting. And yeah. then like, oh, I guess I'll be the one to go summon the ship. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they give you just enough to justify being sort of wary of him mm-hmm. that it still feels like a cathartic moment when he does bring the ship back mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Spoilers. We're not there yet. He he looks very like very much like an AI too. I don't know if it was yeah. like how they did his makeup or like just. I think his he just has itself. those creases in his face. Well, <laughs> he looks like an actual like yeah, AI, like the the quintessential uh, character actor. He's most recent. The thing that I've seen him in is the game The Quarry. So oh, that's really funny. Yeah. So now we got Ripley and Newt taking a nap under the bed. Ripley leaves the gun on the bed and was like, oh, I'll just hang here for a minute, make sure the kid's okay. And then wakes up and... Um, gun's gone. Sees the tube on the ground and the ground. gun's gone, sees the gun outside. <laughs> yeah, it's great, Bill. This is on uh, a show that I mentioned before during the month that we just did a bunch of stuff that was available on the Shutter streaming service is they have uh, like 101 Scariest Moments and this was one of the moments on the 101. It was near the end of the, it was, you know, maybe 70s, maybe 80s. Mm. Um, but yeah, this this whole sequence with the face hugger in the room. Mm. Good shit. You, you guys like this scene? Yeah, it was good. It's a good scene. Yeah. Horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's, uh, I don't know what the word for it is, but you've, you've, it's so frustrating because you feel like it's such a small, like, you should just be able to step on it. But they're so fucking strong, <clears throat> clearly, yep. since a full-grown man can't pull the... You know, the, yeah, the chokey bit off. Of yeah. Them too. yeah. It's just nuts how much like force is packed into that little yep. package. They make a bunch of different versions of it. Some of which that are like, you can articulate the limbs with, you know, basically marionette strings. Mm. Um, some of which are just essentially rubber chickens. Um, the one that ends up trying to like get on Sigourney Weaver's face, they said it was basically a rubber chicken that like a huge group of adults can't get off. <laughs> They're just struggling to make it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, but it's the performance of the actors that sells it. And like, it really does. For mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this whole sequence is great. The, the slow realization of what's happening when it cuts to the closed circuit security camera and Paul Reiser just like turns it off and just sort of like walks away. <laughs> oh yeah. I, no, I remember specifically when I watched this, like before, like it even got to that, I was like, Oh, that son of a bitch. Like, Oh yeah. You, you, you know, you know, you know she, right, she yeah. sees the guns been moved outside and yeah. Yeah. Cause the door's locked from the outside, I guess. Yeah. Cause they wanted to blow up the place and he's like, Oh no, it's like, we're going to bring those samples back. And she's like, I'm not going to let you do that. Yeah. He's yeah. like, well, I'm going to do it to you then. Yep. <laughs> they definitely should have immediately put a bullet in his head though. 
Yeah. I, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't get it's, her, it's space rules. Yeah. I don't get space her, rules her out the airlock whatsoever, especially in an emergency situation like that as well. Like you, you can't, can't have that guy here. You can't mm-hmm. have that guy here. Yeah, that guy it, immediately proven he's, he, no. Yeah. If it just keeps on screwing them over every time. And then like what it was like 10 minutes later, it's like open the store. He's like, he's not going to, he's not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't work out well for him though. No. So no. it's his, um, so yeah, they do that uh, that whole sequence. It's great. The red light is like you know pulsing and just cool shit. The fire alarm was a really good idea. Yes. Oh yeah. One hundred percent would have been dead. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would not have thought of that. Yeah. I would have been no, trying exactly. to smash it with chairs or something. Oh yeah, yeah. and then realize it's the second one. Yeah. Oh my god. One thing that camera mentions when they're looking at like the schematics and trying to figure out where to barricade, where to place the guns and stuff, is that he likes to see his heroes like actually doing problem solving mm. and like coming up with how, you know, step-by-step, step, what are we going to do? And so I feel like the Ripley, like thinking, okay, uh, I'm going to have to set off the fire alarm. I got this lighter. I'm going to hold it up to the sprinkler. It's like, oh yeah, that's, that's problem solving. It yeah. makes sense. It's <laughs> a bit, when she first did it, I was like, well, it's going to take forever to drown that thing. Yeah. They show up and Ripley's like, oh yeah, that's why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and like they take like the different steps of like her trying to break the glass. It's like, well, that's not gonna do. And yeah. yeah, and even she she knew it wasn't gonna work, but she's like, All right, I'm gonna try this anyways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're they're on their way now, and so the red lights, the the water's coming down, and she the thing like gets around her neck, and she's that. Yep. And and it, and it cuts to Newt and Newt screaming, and you see the thing come up behind her, and then she so has it pinned so cool. against the wall. Yeah, yeah. So cool. Yeah, it was. Really cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like the. It's nice they shoot the glass before Bean jumps through it. Cool mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> it's just good stuff. It's good. Definitely. It's great stuff. And the movie's just in, um, you know, it was a slow build to that first skirmish, but now it's just all fucking go. Oh, yeah. It's nonstop. Yeah. And it's uh, just some of the best action set pieces ever in movies for the rest of the movie. <laughs> uh, they end up in that room. They weld the door shut. And I, yeah. And again, they set up the trackers before. They see this huge blotch of color coming at them. They're like, okay, it's just a few meters away. And they're like, okay, it should be in the room now. And, uh, the great shot of being with the gun poking up the, I guess this has drop ceilings <laughs> and his yeah, the, eyes. The ventilation. Up. Yeah. And then just his eyes coming up and it switches to that shot of, there's like a bunch of aliens. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, well, fuck, they found another way in. Life, uh, yeah, life finds, uh, a way. finds a way. And then this, this is the bit that would have come after when the sentry guns are like spent. Okay, um, in this in the special edition. So yeah, then it's just uh, Cameron describes this part as the Alamo, mm. um, and the sentry guns as the first bit of it, which they cut out, and then them just making this last stand in here. You tell mm-hmm. me, they forgot about part of the Alamo. Yeah, they forgot about. Part of the Alamo. <laughs> I forgot the Alamo. Very good. Um, yeah, this is this is where uh, Hudson gets it. He gets pulled through the floor. Oh yeah, oh, he yeah, got, he got like it pretty right bad too. They... Yeah, tough way to go. Yeah, he gets he gets the same motherfucker though. That's that's his quota. <laughs> and that's it. Yep. <laughs> and he's dead. Yep. So he gets sucked through while they're opening the door. Yes. They make it through. Second door is locked. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
after Paul Reiser's closing all these doors on them. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to make it out. Ha ha. And then nope. not for him. He gets got to. Which I, I guess works out for them because that's probably the route they would have went out. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Totally. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Took one for the team. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He was, you know, a team player. Totally. <laughs> um, there's um, a moment that happens here that Cameron points, points out that it's, again, all these high tech soldiers, but eventually they get into the ducks. They're following the little kid. Mm. Um, that's, that's what they're at at this point. The only way is like, okay, we got to follow this little kid's lead now. <laughs> they know what they're doing <laughs> and they get into the ducts. And, uh, as Cameron says, isn't it funny how in movies, everyone can fit into air ducts. Yeah. Massive air ducts. He's like, obviously that's not how air ducts work, but whatever. It's a movie. <laughs> So they work in all movies, so I guess it's not his fault. Yeah. Uh, unless you're John McClane. Yeah. Right, yeah. They don't even have to, like, army crawl. They're just Hold basically running. crouch running. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to see somebody do that in a movie now, where they just, like, they go through, they unscrew the air duct, and, like, you're not seeing the full, like, scale of it. And they, like, pull it down, and it's, like, this big. Yeah. yeah. It's that big. There's just tons of <laughs> dirt and work. grime and cobwebs. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. just put it, put it back in and turn around. Yeah. The movies lied to me. <laughs> Yeah, it's all part of a very air duct action movie lineage. This we've, this is ones that we've covered. This movie, Die Hard, Jurassic Park, all big air duct scenes. Love the ducts. <laughs> Love <Yep>. the ducts. <laughs> so yeah, in pretty quick succession here, just to reset, we lose Paxton under the floorboards. Uh, Riser gets it after going through a door, and they head into the air ducts where Vasquez and the guy who was the, the lieutenant dies. Um, but that's a nice moment we were just talking about. Oh, yeah, it's like Vasquez is pretty much holding the line, gets some acid on the ankle. You're like, oh, well, this is it for her. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fun fact, the up close. No, that's not the word. The close ups of her shooting a gun. Um, anytime it's her with a handgun shooting a gun in this bit in the air ducts, you notice that her face isn't also in the shot because it's actually producer Gail Ann Hurd. Oh, uh, mm -hmm. interesting. And because she was the only one on set who knew how to fire a handgun because they filmed it in England and people don't uh, have handguns there. <laughs> Real weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> huh. It's just, I don't know. You, you pull the trigger. Well, they, it wasn't that she couldn't like figure out how to make it work. It's just that. She what is this thing? It didn't look natural using it. No, it didn't look, it was the recoil. It looked oh, like unnatural. And you okay. should just be like, well, this is the biggest badass, like the most hardened. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. She knew how to fire a gun. She just never had fired a gun. Yeah. So she wasn't um, ready for the. She recoil. wasn't carrying it off like a person who does this regularly. It's just funny because it is the UK. So I could legitimately picture them like all circled around a gun being like, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't yeah. a musket. This <laughs> is like trying to put the bullets in the, in the front. <laughs> <laughs> Which also brings up the question like, I mean, there's so many special effects in the movie. Did they have to have a gun that was firing for that pin? <laughs> like that had actual like full recoil? Could she not just be like boom, boom, boom? They were like the assistant <laughs> director was gonna like bring it up, but the they were like he's from America, just just like that. He's Canadian. <laughs> apparently he, he was mad because they kept referring to him as an American. Oh, like, I'm nice. not Canadian. 
Um, yeah, they kept like calling him a Yank and stuff. Yankee Canadian. <laughs> no wonder you're. So I'm technically British, kind it's of. Probably like I, I've got the Queen on my money. Yeah, like, so, <laughs> I'm in this weird middle area. Yeah. So then there's a moment that I want to call out because I feel I think it's referenced in Avatar Two, where they're trying to escape. You got the main three people left now: um, Hicks, Ripley, and Newt, and they're going up that ladder that is weirdly positioned over like a big gear. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a ventilation. Yeah. For vent- it's the fan. Yeah. But why would you put the ladder there? Uh, I'm assuming the fan's normally off. Yeah, probably. <laughs> when you're using the ladder. There's probably a big sign that's like, don't use Do not ladder. Come in here. Like turn off switch before using yeah, ladder. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, Newt goes down the tube and there's a moment in Avatar 2 that I think is like, I haven't, you know, compared them one-to-one to each other. But it feels visually like almost a one-to-one where a little kid gets sucked down a hole. Okay. Yeah, I, I can picture the scene. That makes sense. Like Cameron extended universe all come together. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I, when I saw it, the, the first time I saw Avatar 2, I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure that's like almost looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, the action of it, at least. That's with water, not just gravity. But this is why if you're in an action movie, you don't grab the jacket. You grab the hand. Because mm-hmm. people can slip out of their jackets. Mm. <laughs> fair and uh then they got to go find newt yep, a- good good thing she has that tracker on her good thing yeah and um cameron says here like he didn't have any kids at the time so he didn't think it was that big a deal but i guess a lot of critics were saying like this is like a lot of jeopardy to put a kid in and it's just like kind of uncomfortable to watch and he's like yeah now that i have kids i probably wouldn't have done this scene but when it it's her in the water being like stalked by the xenomorph mm. um, oh, i feel like it adds a lot it does it's really yeah, it's creepy it's really visceral did yeah. they mean more for like the literal action of putting a child actor into that position or do they mean for viewers to watch I think like for viewers to watch. Gotcha. Um, Cameron does say they were really careful to try not to traumatize that actress the whole time. Mm. Um, and there's a couple times, especially later when she's like in the cocoon where the commentary tracks on Cameron is like, yeah, we were trying to like, you know, make it fun for her. Try not to like, you know, we were putting like some goop on her and stuff, but we wanted her to like stay comfortable. And we think we did a pretty good job. And then it cuts to her and she was like, this was miserable. <laughs> we had such a terrible so time. I was so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, it's like physically uncomfortable. I guess when she's in the cocoon, she couldn't like rest her feet on anything because it was like fragile fiberglass. Oh man. So she's like, so she had to like sit there with her feet up the whole time that they were shooting that scene, oh, wow. I guess. Oof. And Cameron's a perfectionist, so it probably took a while. Anyway, she's in the water. The xenomorph snags her. There's the great shot of the doll head floating in the water, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which you're like, why is she carrying this doll head? It's like, yeah, because reasons because there's going to be a doll head shot later on that's really effective <laughs> that's why she's got this doll head. Yes. <laughs> i know also is the symbolism but mostly because they wanted that shot i did i know it's way back but i really love the scene where she was like you know let's see if the doll's scared like blah 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 blah, blah. She's like, the doll's made out of plastic <laughs> <laughs> she's like that's great I, yeah. I love the like you're trying to that's use right. kids a lot of kids like now you're fucking stupid yeah. a doll and there's aliens so yep. like let's <laughs> yep it's a good kid performance and a good kid character who's mm-hmm. just like okay you got a level with newt she's seen some shit yeah yeah she's 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 mature. actually seen more shit than you mm-hmm. and i know what ripley went through was really traumatizing but those were co-workers yeah <laughs> she saw this happen to her family her whole community <laughs> yeah i'm sure she knew the other 
I was going to say, there was a lot of children in that opening yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's true. I didn't see that. Oh, right. Oh, th- when they're showing the colony, it, yeah. there's like kids on like a three-wheeler, like yeah. going around like the service area, like, kids, get out of here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They, they say it's like something like 60 families. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that right. so that's another thing that's added with the special edition. <laughs> um, and this is a good time as any to mention the other, and I guess probably this isn't the longest sequence, but probably the biggest change from the special edition to the theatrical. Now that we're in the scene where Ripley's gearing up to go after Newt um, in the special edition, she has a daughter and then she's told that the daughter died. Hmm. So I feel like that's a pretty big piece of information. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I might have watched the special edition the first time. Yeah. Because it's like when it's, she when she first wakes up, they're like, she's like, where's my daughter? And it's like yeah. this, oh, she was like 60 something years old and then yeah. she died. And they show her a picture of her daughter like as an old woman. Who I do. Too, I remember like, died. that specific. Name. And the picture they use is actually Sigourney Weaver's mom. Uh, oh, no way. Yeah. That's and so there's like this great moment where she's like really emotionally reacting to this. And yeah. Um, but they take that out of the theatrical version. Which means there's also a scene later where Newt asks her about if she has kids and what happened to them and stuff Mm. that they also take out of the theatrical version. Um, According to Cameron, and this is, you know, I'm sure a different story if Sigourney Weaver was on the commentary track. uh, He said that at the time, Sigourney Weaver said that she didn't necessarily like that beat. So it's one of the ones they cut. And then he said in multiple interviews since then, she said that she was like, so uh, horrified that they cut that part and it was her favorite part. And it was the part that she based her entire performance around in this movie. Mm. And the reason she's so motivated to save Newt. Yeah. Um, And she's like, and he's like, well, she didn't say that at the time. (laughs) Yeah. It does make that connection, like that relationship. Um, yeah, a lot yeah, more powerful. The, it's her, like essentially trying to save her own child. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think that that comes through anyway. That's like clearly what you're on, but it definitely adds, more stakes for Ripley. If you're like, Oh, well she already missed her real daughter's entire life basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. It definitely came through. I thought it was interesting in the movie, like especially with those plot points and we've seen like, I mean, those, the Wanda, uh, both the verse of madness or whatever, poorly done, like maternal instincts gone. I have to murder the world. I'm a mom. Exactly. So like, that's how women speak. It was, it was just nice to see like, Oh, that's a movie that came out in the last few months. I know. (laughs) This this has better fucking gender politics. It it, it just, it was a very good, like, like she had that maternal drive, but she's still a badass. And then you have the character like Vasquez who I don't think has a maternal drive, but was also very badass in a different, yes, feminine a different way. Yes, where, different ways. Yeah. And it was, it was just a very interesting, like I, I there was the scene earlier where like, does anybody ever mistake you for a man? Just, no, do they, do you? <laughs> I don't know. I just, everything was really well done. It just seems like James Cameron didn't get the memo. <laughs> the actresses did. Well, I'm, if you look at his career, is always like strong women in his mm. movies. Um, then they're badasses, both of Vasquez and Ripley, in different ways than Sarah Connor's a badass in the Terminator movies. Mm-hmm. You know, that's true. Natiri in the Avatar movies. Yeah, she's got she's got the cool crossbow, or not the crossbow, the big long bow. She's impaling dudes on arrows and shit. That's fair. She's the one that kills Quaritch in Avatar One, mm. not Sully. Mm. I just have a hard time saying good things about Avatar. Really? <laughs> it's best elevator hell. So, oh, no. It is now an elevator because she's gearing up. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's, Mike, she's duct taping everything. Yeah, Hicks gets the acid on him while they're getting into the first elevator of a few to come. Um, that's a cool scene where the acid's like eating through his armor and stuff. Mm. And they he gets back to the ship. She brings him back to the ship. Hicks brings it around. Uh, not Hicks. Bishop brings it around. She leave Hicks. She leaves Hicks there in the special edition. He goes, "My name's Dwayne." She says, "My name's Ellen." Hurry back, Ellen. And then she goes off. They go back into the main building where the lair is and she descends and you see just how far down she has to go. The tying into the first movie with the female voice being like, this whole place is going to explode in 30 seconds. And yeah, the the whole scene of her from that point of her going into the, into the elevator and down is so it's just wicked badass. It's Every, so, everything she does in it is badass when she's like loading the grenades into yeah. the gun, when she's duct taping so everything, you know, grabbing yeah. the flares, the, yep. The whole, everything. like the, in the environment too. And the, you know, like they don't have CGI available, but yeah. there's like, there's fire and explosions and there's yeah. like lightning and stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> the, like, this looks awesome. Yeah. They, they take a lot from like the first one with like the fog and the smoke yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, the especially the shot uh, that's so badass when she gets to the bottom and she's walking out of the elevator and the camera's like pulling in on her and you're mm-hmm. like oh it's a hero shot i hope sigourney weaver was really happy with that one because yeah. that's like the coolest anyone has ever looked in a movie seriously yeah uh, and yeah and she goes off she goes like super mom on it. it becomes an expert with all these weapons because of uh flirtatious gun tutorial that she received <laughs> earlier in the film. I was just saying, she could think she learned how to use the grenades. Yeah. And see, she again, everything matters in a James Cameron movie. It's mm-hmm. all set up. I mean, she did have the flamethrower uh, practice though from the first one. Yes, that's true. Oh, yep. Yep. Good point. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's cool. when it's, it shows her like switch on the flame and stuff. Yeah. It's good shit. Um, and yeah, it's just her going down further and further. She finds the tracker is not on nude anymore. But then the uh, the egg opens in front of Newt in the cocoon and she starts screaming and that brings Ripley to the rescue. Yep. Uh, apparently Sigourney Weaver actually messed up her hands because it's actual like fiberglass that she's tearing through. And, oh, wow. you know, so her hands get super cut up in this scene. Ooh. Um, Great. Yeah, right. I love the idea of digging somebody out of fiberglass. <laughs> right. Yeah. I like, you guys can better have material. Just done a different material. Okay. Now we're going to put foam. the child in fiberglass it's and like, you're going to okay, dig I mean, them I mean, out. It looks right. I guess it looks, <laughs> it like, looks cool. It looks cool. And yeah, so she picks up newt for a lot of the scenes where she's carrying newt. They use a dummy because Sigourney Weaver's back was getting fucked up. And it's not like and Newt's not like a, a, a small kid. Oh no. She's, she's a tiny person, but she's, 60 70 pounds right yeah Mm -hmm. so this uh sometimes it's a dummy but you can't really tell and then they end up in the the coolest scene in the movie that you didn't really know was leading up to because they cut out him the scene where bill paxton opines maybe they're like ants and maybe there's a queen Mm. um that's not in the theatrical version (laughs) so yeah the the queen what what a good puppet. Yeah, she is gross looking. It's wild yeah. that it's a puppet. Yeah, a 14-foot tall puppet that they built. Um, it's You can tell a couple times if you know where to look that there's like some strings and stuff, but I think it's um, like a whole team of people that are marionetting this thing because it has all arms that they can articulate and all its, you know, mandibles and 
Um, I love that its teeth are translucent, mm-hmm. unlike the metal ones that the the warrior aliens have. Hmm. Um, the the egg sack is real gross. Oh god, it sucks. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, apparently there's like I don't think you can actually tell in the movie, but the first like egg that it drops out. A guy actually has to like push it through. Oh my um, God, that poor guy. I don't think he actually had to like be in the egg tube. It's probably not that gross on the inside if he did, but there's actually like a human that has to push it out. It's just funny because like we're talking about it. We're talking about it as a puppet. We're talking about marionetic, all of that. But then as soon as you say there's a dude that has to push somebody out, like my head is like he's in like a sphincter. Like it's like right, wet yeah. inside and he's like, this sucks. Like yeah. obviously like it, like it sounds gross. And it's like, well, it was probably like plastic and plexiglass yeah yeah, like it was not like but hey they did a good job with the right lighting looks like (laughs) organic and wet but (laughs) yeah and this is great we built this alien vagina we need you to get it (laughs) is that what they used in nope Um, it's the same one must have been yeah (laughs) i said is that what they used in uh nope oh yeah nope oh yeah um another great alien movie Mm mm-hmm Whatever, yeah. you, you should have seen it by now if you didn't want to know there's oh, yeah, sorry. an alien in it, right? Who cares? I didn't get so. any nominations, huh? Zero. Nope. Wow. Cinematography is better than at least three of the cinematography nominees, but whatever. Talk about it on oh. a different episode. So so now there's the understanding between the queen and Ripley of like, hey, I'm going to cook your kids. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she sees the warriors coming in and she's like, check this shit out. <laughs> and it's like... You may come after me, but I'll take all of these with you. Yeah. Mm. And it's funny listening to the commentary because to, to me, it seems like they have an understanding. Mm. But in the commentary, they're like, but as you can see, she doesn't actually make the warriors go all the way away. So that's why Ripley's like, well, fine then. And then she burns it. It's like, oh, oh see, that seemed more spiteful to me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought yeah. it was way more spiteful. I mean, I guess yeah. there was the warrior that was behind. So even if she didn't do anything, Right, yeah. still there, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. To me, it did seem like they reached an understanding, but I guess that wasn't actually the intention. I don't oh. Know. Oh, I wouldn't... So, like, in any situation like that, it's always, like, whoever has an opportunity to murder the other one is, is going to take it. Like, I didn't assume they were backing off. I was like, oh, they're going to reposition and try it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's probably fair, too. It's like, they're, they're just, like... I don't know. It's, it's the class, any standoff, the villains like, okay, and then it's always like a nudge, nudge, like in their flanking or whatever. So I don't know. Yeah, she's outnumbered anyway. So she's got to make some move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, this part's cool. She unleashes hell on these, on these stupid aliens and their eggs. <laughs> the elevator finally got there. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things where you think about it in terms of like, these are just organisms trying to survive and, fulfill their basic functions of like reproducing or whatever. Mm. Um, no, they're a weapon. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, sure. Eventually it turns out, no, they were made yeah. by these white guys. Yep. From the beginning, not of the Caucasian, universe. like <laughs> pure white, white. <laughs> but they're tall. So that's interesting. Um, <laughs> they don't actually look like elephants. So that's their mask. And I like Prometheus, but still dumb. <laughs> it's all um, dumb. Anyway. So these, these, uh, these aliens, they get cooked. Okay, cooked. But, but yeah, which is what I was saying. It's like, yeah, you do think like these people, they're just trying to survive. They're, they're just, they're not like evil. Yeah, just laying their eggs. Yeah, they're just laying their eggs. They see the humans as a supply of, you know, repopulation. Hybrid, um, what's, what's the word? Incubation, right? Mm-hmm. They're incubators, basically. <laughs> um, yeah. So 
you kind of feel for him. It's like, man, that sucks. That lady went in there and burned all your kids. <laughs> I wouldn't like that. Yeah. And then, yeah, Ripley gets, she's running out of there. Stuff's exploding. They're the, the commentaries on the little, little girl at this point. She's like, this part sucks. <laughs> they're just like explosions and like gas. They're, they're just blowing into our faces as we're trying to run through. Oh again. God. Must yeah. be so interesting to remember making the movie from the perspective of a child, because obviously she's talking about it now as like an adult. Yeah, so like she, these are like just kid memories. You know what I mean? Like, she went on to have yeah. a normal life. She didn't really pursue acting professionally, so probably because of that experience. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the way to go. Because like you think of like the best, most effective kid performances in, even though this isn't like that much of a horror, but just to equate it with The Shining, both of the kid actors in those movies, like they don't really pursue acting as adults. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the kid from the shining is like a lawyer or something. Now Interesting. Huh. he has a cameo in Dr. Sleep though. What, um, what gets me at this point though, is for the elevator. It's like, yeah. no, no one pressed the button at the top. So like, it should just be waiting there for her. And I know it's the whole suspense of like the yeah. queen turns the corner and then it opens just in time. Yeah. But I was just like, why isn't it already there? <laughs> yep. They they call out the shot of the queen turning the corner specifically as uh, and I should mention a bunch of crew members, including the the alien effects guy Stan Winston, is also on the commentary track. He said that specifically when Steven Spielberg's developing Jurassic Park, he's asking like, "Well, you made a big alien puppet. Why can't you make me a big T Rex puppet?" <laughs> um, so yeah. This is, and this is the shot that's like, yeah, that thing like comes around the corner like that. And like, oh yeah, I can see why Steven Spielberg is like, yeah, we can do that. We can make dinosaurs do that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the elevator stuff's good. Mm. I like that Bishop's not there when she gets back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's just her realization of like, oh, I've been betrayed again. Yep. Yeah. I knew she, he was going to do that. She looks down the elevator shaft and sees it coming up. Even though when we've seen Ripley in there, we know that the queen shouldn't be able to fit no, in that no. elevator shaft. <laughs> but you don't think about it. It's an action movie. It's fine. Yeah. Suspension of disbelief. Yeah. I think it comes up, but just in time, Bishop comes back. They get on board. They get out of there. Perfectly safe. Perfectly no, safe. Nothing bad's going to happen. No, no one checks the bottom. Hmm. I, think I, I do well. like that from like the camera angle. You can't see it on because yeah. it like hides in like the... Yeah, the underbelly, the wheel well, or right, or whatever. Um, yeah, good stuff. They they use a lot of pro- projection, rear projection imagery in this movie, and I think this is one of the times where everything's exploding around them, and the miniatures like you know being floated out. Um, and uh, yeah, they get back to the Sulaco. Yes, and uh, everything's fine. Yeah, and Ripley's like, "Hey, thanks for for doing that." Yeah, you're then- you're okay, Bishop. Yep, and then gets skewered. Yeah, great effects where Lance Henderson gets impaled and lifted and then torn in half. Yeah, it was terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And then they have like an old school, like, you know, early horror movie gimmick where he's obviously just like standing under the set, but it has like the fake torso with all the milk coming out of it and whatnot. Um, this whole sequence is awesome. It's a James Cameron movie, and you know he just wants a big robot to fight a big monster. And that's what happens. This time, the robot's one of the good guys. In Avatar, the robots are the bad guys. <laughs> um, I'm seeing how these universes come together now. Yeah. <laughs> There's big crab robots in the second one, too. You're going to love it. Um, so, bay doors open. Boom. Let's Ripley's go. in the, the power. The mic. loader. Loader, yep. What did she say? We, we remember, right? 
Uh, Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong movie. <laughs> an even better, an even better. Get line. away from her, you stupid, you, you stupid, stupid bitch or something, right? <laughs> she just says bitch, but you, know, oh, okay. like oh, you stupid bitch. Like she couldn't think of the right word. <laughs> Most memorable badass line. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you stupid bitch. <laughs> Uh, get away from me, you bitch. And then they fight. Big mech mm-hmm. suit. There's a large Englishman inside the suit who's manipulating the arms and stuff. Makes he, it way was better. He, was he on the commentary? No, <laughs> I didn't have him on the commentary. <laughs> so the thing about being a giant mech suit is uh, yep. your mech suit. <laughs> it's all that sad. Yep. And uh, yeah, so they do, you know, they do, they do battles, I guess is what I'm going to say. And again, the problem solving. Ripley knows it's not like she's going to punch this alien queen until she knocks her out. Um, she gets her into the airlock. I like that she picks her up and throws her down it. Yeah, it was like, well, it worked on the first one. It can work on the second one. Yep. Pushes. Uh, it, it grabs onto her. She gets um, Gand- Gandalf down the, the pit with the uh, with the demon. And yeah. Yep. She's got to climb back out. And of course, the the thing that she needs to pull to open the hatch is right next to where she stops on the ladder. It's perfect. It's perfect. And yeah, that's if you depressurize a spaceship, you can just hold on. Yeah, it's it's fine. I'm pretty sure. All the space stays yeah. in space. The space stays in space. And the inside stays inside. You can perfectly, you can keep breathing. You just got to climb a ladder out of it. Doesn't yeah, she yeah, like wrap her, she yeah. has like her arm she around like it? Curls like, it fully yeah, yeah, that really wouldn't just rip your yeah. entire arm off. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. And then space is like negative 276 degrees. Okay. Yeah. Celsius. Oh, yeah. so, right. You don't last. Controlled inside. Yeah. Yeah. Just that space. That's a, a hell of a climate control. <laughs> what does it's, get? It's you like trying to heat this. It's like trying to heat this apartment. <laughs> oh, right. It's not that bad. Yeah. This is much worse. What gets me is like the the controls to open it are not the same controls to close it. <laughs> no, those you have to climb up the ladder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's inside of it. The, the fact good that thing gravity stays constant. It, it's, it's good that that a uh, bishop can still fully function to grab onto things. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just like, I mean, I do, arms I do love when Newt is sliding away. Oh no, it is. And a he great goes scene. And grabs her. It's, yeah. It is stupid, but it is awesome. Yeah. Um, you can see like where, uh, Lance Henriksen's body actually is in that part. Cause it like, he like goes like that. And the rest of the torso actually like lifts off the ground and stuff. Um, it's, so cool though. So oh, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> and you don't actually see that because you're looking at his hands. Oh you're yeah, like, you're oh, not paying attention to that in the scene. <laughs> um, yeah, she climbs out. I always get worried after the uh, alien queen gets shot out into space. Hmm. I always get worried when she closes it at the top and she like doesn't move her leg right away. It's like you got to move your leg. That's not going to stop. It's not like a garage door it doesn't have a sensor to stop for your leg. I don't oh. Think. Mm. I mean, she moves her leg. It's not supposed to be a dramatic moment, but to me, it's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it made me personally anxious. I like to think that like space doesn't kill the aliens and now she's just like floating around and it's going to like land on a planet. I do think that they can live in like a vacuum. It seems like they might be able to, right? Yeah. They just don't necessarily have like a means to propulsion to get back to where she wants to go. It's just going to be like a thousand years of the future and she just comes in like a comet and lands on somebody's planet. Uh, I'm assuming that someone grabs it. Mm. Like a salvage. Well, what is this? I can sell this. Yeah, Yeah, probably. 
So then you have the uh, the core four to actually stick together. They make it out of this one. Yep. She puts, assuming Michael Bean doesn't wake up in between because they don't have like a cathartic moment together. He's just asleep in the pod. Mm. Uh, she has, oh yeah, because because you know, um, there's Bishop, a ni- there is a nice moment between her and Bishop. Yeah, because Bishop is like, oh, like I sedated him. Like we're gonna need a stretcher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they all get into uh, sleep sleep pods again. Mm-hmm credits so that's the end of the movie you've seen the third one right yeah it's been a while i can't remember like they're all dead they're all dead right the little girl's alive though no is she dead too um bishop is like destroyed and like trashed yeah bean dies i think yeah i'm pretty sure newt dies too right I don't remember. It's been a long time. Because like the ship crashes, right? Is that yes? The ship crashes on the pl- the prison planet. Yeah. Okay. The prison one is the third one. Okay. Yep. I haven't seen it, but I've only heard bad things about it, so I don't think oh, I'm going to watch it. That's not good. Yeah. It, I mean, it's better than the fourth one that doesn't exist. This is true. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I can't remember three too well, but I don't remember I, it being terribly awful. Everyone dies besides Ripley because the. It turns out that there is a face hugger on board the Sulaco. Oh my God, of course. So they get, you know, automatically put into like an escape pod or something. And then it's the escape pod that crashes on the prison. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, but only Ripley survives. We'll say cryopod failure. Yep. It, it's funny when you're ta- what, hear, hearing the commentary, James Cameron references many times that like, yeah, it really sucks what they did with the characters in Alien 3 because we made like this family unit. Mm. Um, but then he's like, yeah, but I, but Ridley Scott was probably mad at what I did to like the original text in Alien when he saw Aliens. So maybe that's just how people feel. And then at the end, he's like, yeah, it's it's the, you know, the shot in that I think it's just a still frame of Ripley and new to sleep in the pods. And he's like, yeah, it's nice. We have like this this bonded family and now they're going to be okay. And they have each other. And then it, the commentary ends with, he's going with him going, unless you kill all the characters. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, yeah, he said, it's always about characters. All his movies are love stories. This one's about like familial love. And yeah. Hmm. Good. We kept it under two hours. Nice. That's aliens. <laughs> so what'd you guys think of aliens? Hated it. <laughs> good movie. Oh, I, I always enjoy them. Yeah, they're yeah. great. It's a good one. Um, it scratches that particular itch. It establishes. I mean, though I haven't seen Piranha Two, it establishes James Cameron's pattern of um, upping the stakes in a sequel by adding a kid. Done here, Terminator Two, and Avatar Two now, um, where he adds five kids. Oh. <laughs> um, Man, they made that body good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess it's just irresistible. <laughs> oh, no. I just mean like it's 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 incredible that it's like biologically capable of producing oh, offspring. <laughs> also, he's, he's, he's hot so as hell. Hot. Yeah, he's, he's so hot. He's so, well, I mean, that's the big takeaway. <laughs> Everyone wants his children. All right. So let's uh, let's not dally too much and give this one and on a scale of 0. 0.5 to 5 on any scale of your choosing, you can go by halves. What would you give Aliens? I'll upload our scores to our letterbox. That's late to the movies on letterbox. Number two. You can find it there. Uh, whoever wants to jump in first, if you got a good scale, go for it. You want me to go first? Yeah, I feel like... Uh, I'll, give it, I'll give it five Bay 12s, please. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it four 
facehuggers. Nice. <laughs> I'll give it a uh, saying that it probably isn't as good as the first, obviously, to me. Um, but it still has stood well after all these years of not seeing it. I'd give it like a 4.5 um, androids or yeah. synthetics. Well, I gave the first one a five. And I think this movie for me is um, I, 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 I love the first movie and I love this one, too. They're very different. So it's a very different tone of five. But it is five express elevators to hell going down for nice. me out of five. Nice. Hell yeah. Good movie. Kicks ass. It's no, I wish I had an embarrassing 4.5 that you've given to me. I was going to give it a 4.5, but I like the first one a lot better. I I probably like the first one better too, but as far as a movie that I want to watch and is successful at what it's doing, if you like kind of divorce it from how good the first one is, Mm. this is a it's a five for me. I might be incapable of influential action movies a five. It is the the better of all action movies I've seen, but I just yeah probably probably the best action movie for what it's trying to do. I think like the platonic ideal of this movie that of whatever kind of aliens movie you could make if you're making an action movie. Mm. Robbie, you gave Heavyweights a four. Heavyweights is a good movie, though. I haven't seen Heavyweights. It's about as good as Aliens. (laughs) (laughs) Right, you gave... um, Yeah, but that's a different kind of movie. You think that this is probably like the best action movie, though, right? I just... They didn't tell us how the aliens got their powers. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. They will, though. That's that's reasonable. We're we're only like seven movies away. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, you thanks for being on, Noah, Robbie, Will. Thank you. I mean, not to put you on the spot, but you know, oh, so oh, acknowledges. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it no was problem. always a pleasure. I'll have to cut out all that dinner. <laughs> no, no, no. Leave Keep it. it. Keep Keep it. it. Uh, you can email Noah at late to the movies at gmail.com. You can follow all our fun posters at late to the movies underscore podcast on Instagram. You can find the podcast if you didn't like the player you used it on today on Podbeans, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts. That's most of them, I think. Anyone you want to get it on, it's probably been stolen without my knowledge. Um, T Public coming up for the Oscar season. I am going to make a new t-shirt design. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be especially bad, so get excited. Is it going to have Greg's face on it? It might. I haven't decided yet. I am excited to see the poster for this one. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same, actually. You are right. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Usually there's like a bit or something, but we don't have any bits. Uh, oh, yeah. There's like a goodbye thing. You're terminated, fucker. That's from the last one. Hi, I'm Will, <laughs> and I suck. <laughs> this is, ends the podcast. Hell yeah, I've heard tell.